Hello, Louisiana. I'm Kerry Martin, and this is the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Friday, September 6th of 2019. Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. The grain markets really struggled this week. We'll take a look at why when we visit with Greg Fox, grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. That interview is coming up later in the podcast. But first, here's a look at news headlines. The U.S. and China have agreed to restart trade talks in early October in what is hoped will be a turning point in the long-standing trade war between the world's two largest economies. Don Molino has more. The announcement ended weeks of speculation on whether the two nations would renew stalled trade talks and followed China's recent statement and wanted to de-escalate the tariff war, though new tariffs took effect this month anyway. But agreement on renewed talks came as welcome news to the American Farm Bureau Federation, whose trade advisor, Dave Salmison, says U.S. farmers have lost billions in the fight. Certainly our direct uh, exports to China, which were in the 20-plus billion dollars just in uh, 2017, are now certainly uh, less than $10 billion a year and steadily going less. And, of course, we heard just a, less than a month ago that China was saying they wouldn't buy any more U.S. ag products. But Beijing's top trade negotiator now plans to travel to the U.S. in early October. Though the U.S. side said in a statement, deputy-level meetings will take place this month, suggesting a litmus test for moving forward. President Trump called negotiating with China through the World Trade Organization, quote, a disaster. China has taken advantage of it and us, and that's not happening anymore. But the farmers have been taken care of $16 billion and $12 billion each year. An August survey shows more than two-thirds of U.S. producers feel the market facilitation program payments have either completely or somewhat relieved their tariff concerns. Trump argues China needed to be confronted for its long-standing unfair trade practices and told reporters he personally approved a trip to Beijing by Republican Senators David Perdue and Steve Daines to gauge China's intentions. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Democrats in the House of Representatives are demanding changes to the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement before they'll ratify it. Is it possible to make changes to the USMCA right now without starting over? Gary Crawford takes a look from Washington. Reportedly, some U.S. lawmakers are asking for possible significant changes in the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. USDA's Undersecretary for Trade, Ted McKinney, who is on a trade mission to Canada this week, was asked about this during a phone call with reporters. His answer... It's very, very difficult to reopen an agreement. Um, I'm not intimately familiar with it, but sometimes there are things, I think, called side letters or other ways to address uh, unanticipated questions or demands. But it would be very, very difficult to reopen the entire negotiation. The hope is that if there are needs, clearly Ambassador Lighthizer and his team are attempting to address those. McKinney said Canadian officials and business people with whom he's been talking on this trade mission are very curious about how the ratification process is going in the U.S. They have shared with us their keen hope that we get it passed. Because Canadian lawmakers will not be taking up the agreement until the U.S. Congress approves it. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington. The American Sugarcane League has been honored by the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry 
as the Economic Development Partner of the Year. The award recognizes exceptional leadership by an economic development or business organization. League President Greg Gravois and League Manager Jim Seymour will accept the award on the league's behalf at the September 5th awards banquet. The LSU Ag Center, in conjunction with Louisiana Tech University, will be offering a cattle pregnancy determination clinic at the Hill Farm Research Station in Homer on Friday, October 11th. Attendees will learn the basics of cattle reproductive anatomy, determining pregnancy by palpation, basics of pregnancy blood testing, and will have the opportunity to practice on live cattle. Space is very limited. If you'd like to get into the class, call the Hill Farm Research Station in Homer to reserve your spot. The 2019 cotton crop in Louisiana is looking pretty well for this time in the growing season, but it is definitely not a bumper crop this year. Don Molino takes a closer look. LSU Ag Center Extension Service Cotton Specialist Dr. Dan Frommy at the Deanley Research Station in Alexandria says Louisiana's cotton crop is in the fair to good range right now. Not much of it is considered excellent or very good this year, less than 10 percent actually. So uh, I don't think we're expecting a uh, bumper crop this year by, by any stretch of the imagination. When we kind of put a number on it, we're looking at somewhere from about uh, 900 to uh, 950 pounds of length this year across uh, the state as far as the average concern, which would be 100, 150 pounds less than last year. Many factors uh, contribute to this. We had a really prolonged uh, planting season this year. We got underway with real good conditions in the uh, last week of April, the first uh, week of May, and then pretty well came to a halt. A lot of rain afterwards, and so anyway, our uh, planting season was uh, pushed all the way through, uh, you know, the middle of June. So we're talking about a big difference in the maturity of the crop right now. Tommy says yields are down this year in the 900 to 950 pound range due to late planting and the crop maturity being five to six weeks late. Excessive amount of rainfall that we received right after planting, uh, you know, the crop just didn't get off to a good start. From an insect standpoint, there was just some tremendous plant bug issues. A lot of producers at this time have, uh, you know, a lot of high insecticide costs this year going into the defoliation season. We've had better years. Right now, uh, you know, we're dry across the state. Right now, about, you know, a third or 33% of the crop has open bowls and is getting getting ready to get defoliated. You know, harvest operations are going to get in the full swing here in another uh week to 10 days here of course with the uh, the cotton crop being uh, so varied in maturity you know a lot of it won't even be uh, defoliated till october and considering you know weather we just hope we can get it out by november 1st from also serves as the louisiana corn specialist he says that harvest is just about wrapped up 95 percent of it has been harvested yields have been all over the board some farmers have been quite pleased and then uh, just the reverse some farmers have been very disappointed some farmers across the state yields are off anywhere from 10 to to 20 percent this year number of factors late planting date and then uh, excessive amount of rainfall right after emergent corn just cannot handle that much rain right after emergence so it's setting water for a good while and uh, and that's some of the reasons that we're, we're seeing the uh, Big variation this year in corn yields. Put a number on it, it's not going to be one of our best, but preliminary yields that are coming in, we could probably say anywhere from uh, 165 to 175 bushels will be our, our state average this year. Of course, we've been spoiled the uh, last two or three years where we've uh, you know, had been in the 170s to the, uh, the mid-180s. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. 
That is a look at some of the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. Remember, you can always check our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.com or voiceoflaag.com to get updated on all the latest news and happenings in Louisiana agriculture. While you're there, sign up for our daily e-newsletter. It's called The Daily Voice. Click the button in the middle of the homepage there on the website, fill out your name, your email address, and we'll send you all the latest news right to your inbox every weekday morning at 5 a.m. Now let's look at the markets on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Lower prices to end the week with red ink across the board in soybeans, corn, and wheat today. Virginia McGathy is with McGathy Commodities on the edge of the trading floor in Chicago. I think that everyone's kind of given up hope on this week. We'll start again on Monday. I think we could get a little bit of a shot in the arm come Monday. But speaking of just today, you know, there's a couple of bearish uh, items out there that kind of uh, soured anyone from stepping in and trying to buy this market right now. Uh, corn, you know, the, the numbers that came out of ethanol, uh, the demand is, is down a lot. And I think that that really stopped anyone from really uh, stepping it up. Uh, even though the market slipped a little bit, we're still holding like kind of uh, on three-month lows. So it makes it really difficult for a lot of the corn farmers. Uh, as far as soybeans go, just the idea that there's not going to be anything else at all sold to China. Uh, and just when I feel like when the news comes out like that, uh, that kind of pushes everyone away from even stepping up and buying it. But the market did actually open up a little bit higher because some of the exports uh, did uh, surpass expectations expectation on the soybean side, but it wasn't able to hold, I think, because of what we just talked about. It's the end of Friday. Everything's on the decline. November soybeans down three and three quarters, 857 and three quarters. January beans down three and a half, 872. Corn was lower. December down three and a quarter, 355 and a half. March corn down three cents, 368 and three quarters. New crop July wheat down a penny at 479 a bushel. Rough rice was about the only positive trade we saw today. The November contract was unchanged, eleven ninety-six and a half. January rice up two cents, twelve fifteen a hundredweight. November sugar down six points, closing the week at twenty-five point seventy-five cents. Now with a look at the cotton market, here's Don Molino. Cotton futures lower Friday afternoon. The weekly export sales report showed 162,882 running bales and 2019-20 upland cotton sales during the week of August 29th. That was up 11.5% from last week and 76% larger than last year for this week. Sales for 2020-21 totaled 198,216 running bales, with 180,000 of those running bales sold to Mexico. The Cotton A index up 45 points on September 5th at 69.65 a pound. The weekly average world price now 51.57, up 12 cents from the previous week and still below loan rate. December cotton Friday afternoon 58.58 down 54, March 59.31 down 51. The spot market price 56.73 down 43. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. At the Red River Livestock Auction, Cachetta, Louisiana this week, two to three hundred pound steers range from 95 cents to $1.80 a pound. Three to four weight steers brought 87 cents to $1.75. Four to five weight steers, $1.09 to $1.52. Five to six weight steers, $1.09 to $1.35. 
with six to seven weight steers bringing a dollar four to a dollar twenty nine a pound. Cows range from a low of two hundred twenty five dollars to a high of eight twenty five a head. Cow calf pairs brought four fifty to thirteen hundred a pair. Cattle futures sharply lower. October live cattle limit down three dollars at ninety four eighty seven. September feeder cattle down a dollar five one thirty three thirty five. Well, as we've already mentioned, it was a tough week for the grain markets. We'll dig deeper into what happened with Greg Fox, grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Greg Fox is next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. What comes out of the ground creates energy and has been a major contributor to Louisiana's economy for over two centuries? No, it's not oil. It's sugar. Sugarcane, sweet sugarcane. Ever since the Jesuits began cultivating sugar in colonial Louisiana, this sweet crop has had a major impact on our economic well-being. Each year, our sugarcane industry creates an economic boon of nearly $3 billion for the Bayou State. This vital business engine supports fuel and fertilizer distributors, tractor and automotive dealerships, supermarkets, and more than 15,000 Louisiana jobs. The sugar industry also benefits research universities and schools, banks, and insurance agencies. Sugarcane, sweet sugarcane. The Louisiana sugarcane industry, helping empower the people of Louisiana for more than 220 years. Louisiana sugar, making life sweeter naturally. The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Our guest today is Greg Fox, a grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Greg, we're talking here on Friday afternoon, and boy, it just looks like these grain markets got really beat up this week. What was going on? Just kind of lack of fresh news and new direction. You know, we it was a short trade week, so that kind of throws a wrench into things. Um, we saw a good day on Wednesday, so we thought maybe we'd see some life to this market, but just lack of fresh updates with China, you know, not hearing any new yield reports um, with the Pro Farmer Tour being over. Kind of a bland week. What about weather, Greg? You know, we had a little bit of weather scare there for a little while, a couple of weeks ago. How's the, the Midwest weather forecast playing into this market right now? So far, it's been positive, and that's probably some of the reason why we've seen really flat markets and then some downside yesterday. It's pretty beneficial now for the crop. They are going to need some rain here a little later to help kind of finish out and fill pods, you know, but they went through a pretty wet spell and they needed some dry weather. And I think they've got that. Um, so, you know, now you just continue to pay attention to those forecasters. They're going to need some rains to pop in, but just like us, they don't need those showers to get in and, and dump six inches of rain on them. They're going to need some good, nice showers to pass through and give a good soaking. So that is something to pay attention to. But overall, the weather has been pretty supportive of making grain. Well, of course, we can't talk about the markets without bringing up China. Not really any developments there, but China's still in the news this week. How is that affecting the market? Uh, not really at all. Um, just because nothing has come out saying it's been positive with the talks that have started again are negative. So 
you know, you're still trying to figure out what their needs are. Um, their their projections are, are down, you know, obviously because of the swine fever that they're dealing with. So as you kind of chop through that and some of the latest projections are saying even if they buy up all of South America's production, they're still going to need more from somewhere else. So there's a bit of hope that they're going to have to come back to the U.S. market. Um, but again, they showed last year that they really didn't need to. And potentially some of those good faith purchases might be all that they really need to get through. But um, hopefully we see more out of them uh, here next week and, you know, hope that we get something done. But I think it's unlikely right now that we get anything done anytime soon. Well, Greg, we're wrapping up corn harvest here in Louisiana. What kind of yield reports have you heard and any challenges or anything that you faced in marketing this 2019 corn crop? You know, kind of the same yields everywhere. Um, I would think in that 170 range is probably about the average. Um, quality was good. You know, we didn't have any big issues there. Um, people were overall happy with what they had. You know, it was kind of funny. I've heard comments that, you know, some of the irrigated corn didn't do well, but some of the dry land stuff did way better than expected and even better than irrigated land. So uh, kind of a strange year there. But overall, you know, uh, it felt like the folks that we dealt with were happy with their corn crop. What kind of early results are you hearing out of the soybean harvest? Uh, on the lower end, you know, in the 40 range, probably more consistent. Um, quality has been all over the place. You know, we're seeing some really good stuff go in and we're seeing some stuff with some damage. Um, it feels like some green damage is early from folks pushing it a little too soon to try to get it out of the field after they sprayed. Um, and then we've seen a little bit of stink bug damage creep up. So um, some concerns there, I think. But overall, you know, everything's getting dumped. And, you know, we saw what happened last year where trucks were getting turned around. So I think they're just happy to get their trucks unloaded right now. But overall, it's it's been pretty steady on the, on the bean side. Grain Marketing Specialist Greg Fox with the Louisiana Foreign Bureau Marketing Association. Thanks a lot, Greg. No problem. Thank you. And that wraps up another week of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. I really appreciate you listening. One quick favor, if you do listen on a regular basis, I'd like to ask you to subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is that you use to listen, and subscribe to our podcast. That way it'll automatically download it for you every day, and it'll be ready there for you to listen to. Just consider subscribing. I'd really appreciate that. And while you're at it, maybe leave us a review and a rating. We always like hearing from our listeners uh, each and every one of you want to hear your feedback, what you think. Uh, and if you like it, of course, uh, we love to get good ratings and reviews. So I'd really appreciate that. We'll be back on Monday. We'll see you then on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.